Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome back to Bleeding Blue. This is a New York Football Giants history podcast history show. And with me, as always, is one of my best friends, Nikki Snacks. Nikki Snacks, I just called you Nikki, felt weird. Snacks, mm. it was your birthday recently. It was your birthday on Friday. Happy yeah. birthday. Um, how does it feel to be 47 years old? That's really funny. Really funny. How did I know you were going to make an old joke? <clears throat> um, feels terrible. If you want me to be honest, I'm, yeah. I'm old. I'm I'm pretty much like crippled. I'm almost certain I'm losing my mind, which I thought was gone years before this. But I think it's officially time that, uh, that I get some psychiatric help. But other than that, I feel great. Never better. I'm a new man. 28 years old. And I still look like shit. 28's the new 50. At least Please. in your mind, your, your mind, you've you've gone on record saying that you feel like an old man. Yeah, and the I thing know. about your birthday was that it was on Pizza Friday. It Pizza was. Friday, especially during Lent, was always a religious, historic event for you. So the fact that it was your birthday and Pizza Friday at the same time, I don't know. I don't even want to know how much agita you had. I don't even want to know how much Parmesan cheese you used, but you still mm. didn't use enough. Mm. Um Never do oh. so, so. Yeah, for uh, so for breakfast. Well, I didn't have breakfast. For lunch, I had two slices of pizza. Um, then I had a slice of pizza for a snack midday at around like sure. four, and then ordered a pie for for dinner. <laughs> I love and, it. And I hammered parm cheese and garlic powder on all eleven slices, so, as as you very much should. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could probably smell the garlic through the TV, through the computer screen. So as a birthday gift. Oh, no. Like we're doing every week. No, this is not an oh, no. We're recording Bleeding Blue. We are. We're recording Bleeding Blue as a birthday gift to you. This is one. Yes. Of your fa- this is one. This is both one of our favorite things to do, like in our lives. It's a very sad thing. No but doubt. last week, last week, we talked uh, the first two weeks of the 2007 season. Not very fun. Um, the week one game was was a fun football game. Didn't end fun. Um, you know, lost uh, 45 to 35 loss against Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay, we got smacked around. Do you remember the score on top of your head? 35-14. I thought it was 35-13. 35-13. Mm, so mm-hmm. good. You were almost there. I, I finished it up. No, yeah, no it, it, took, it took me a second. I didn't need your help. I just It took me a second to realize because they you were trailing 14-13 going into the fourth. I wanted to test you, and yeah, you passed. Yeah, test me. Thank so, you. Which, by the way, real quick, uh, I think we've talked in the past about when they beat the Patriots week 17 that year. It was almost foreshadowing. Well, what about foreshadowing with the Cowboys and the, and the Packers? 
what do you what do you mean by that? Well, they beat them in the playoffs, did they not? Oh, mm. wow, that's a spin. Yeah, nobody's we, ever said we have never spoken of that. And this is what happens when you get old and smart. Things just hit you. Wise. You're a wise man. Wise. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me, though. I got bags down my fucking chin. Is this is this your Knicks hat, by the way? Or the Knicks back? <sighs> the Knicks are back, baby. Knicks are back. The Knicks are back. So we ended last week with talking about the end of week two heading into week three and a storyline that I feel like needs a little bit more attention. We kind of just mentioned it briefly towards the end, but we talked about Lieutenant Colonel Greg Gatson. Yes. Um, he believe he lost both of his legs while fighting mm-hmm. in Iraq. He was fighting overseas. Um, and he talked about the fact that he had no, he had no, he had all the confidence in the world that he was going to survive the event in which he lost both of his legs and he was wounded in battle. He had all the faith in the world that he was going to survive because he believed that his guys were going to come and pick him up. Um, so ESPN did a whole um, uh, did a whole story on it. They covered it, and especially after the fact that the Giants beat Washington in week three, which we're going to talk about. And then they even talked about a little bit in America's game as well. Um, so that was a story that really, I think, not just for that one game, but for the entire season, um, the Giants kind of rallied around and Tom Coughlin was always very good. You said last week, I love how you, I love how you compared it to Ben McAdoo with the sex craze line. <laughs> you know, Tom Coughlin never needed that. He actually, you know, he always wanted to bring in people, stories, right. motivational points that and actually rallied a football team. Sto- right, exactly. True stories and true life events. So when you bring in a colonel that lost his legs in the war and spoke to the team and, you know, motivational kind of stuff to me with, with professional athletes is there's always a fine line uh, that makes sense. Like if you're not motivated to go out and play, then, you know, there's probably something wrong, but Coughlin, and we have said this numerous times on here, Coughlin always tried to do something different and something real that would resonate. So, um, you know, it's in, it's in this chapter of the uh, team to believe in by Tom Coughlin, which we were talking about. Um, But that really, that, that was, I almost want to say bringing in Colonel Greg Gatson was, was the changing point of the season. Um, he says there was a pin drop in the room afterwards and the guy who showed the most interest, <clears throat> believe it or not, <clears throat> Jesus, I can't talk. <clears throat> I'm still feeling it from the Knicks game on Tuesday. <laughs> Plex, Plexico Burris. And we're going to get to Plex later because Carl talks a little bit more about his maturity, but, but hearing that and always thinking that, okay, maybe he had some maturity issues back in the day. To, to see that that Plax went up to him and wanted to talk to him more on a personal level was was just so cool to me because Plax was dealt with an ankle injury the whole year. And, you know, I'm, it's not not comparing losing both legs to to a hurt ankle, but kind of in a sense, maybe that that got Plax to to play at an even higher level than than he yeah. was. So Eli struggled with an injury, too, which that they talked right. about it in America's game <clears throat> where um, Michael Strahan was saying. Eli was supposed to be out for like six to eight weeks. And the fact that he was there throwing the ball the next week and Eli did say I could barely throw the ball over 10 yards, uh, especially, you know, especially for the week after against the Packers. The fact that Eli was out there and he was going and he was performing and he was, he was starting. That was a big moment for the rest of the team. It's like, you know, this, this dude's tougher than we think. 
And also right. with the point of Greg Gadsden, so sure, you know, maybe Plaxico could take that message personally in his own way because he had the ankle injury. And despite not him practicing, he did ball out for you know <laughs> a good part of the season. But I think for the rest of the guys, this might have been in that ESPN little segment that they did. But for the rest of the guys, you're feeling sorry for yourself. You're coming off that 2006 season and Coffin was arguably maybe should have been fired, right? That that mm-hmm. was the that was yep. the that's the narrative that the media was pushing out. And then you start 0-2, you start feeling sorry for yourself. And that to have this guy come in here whose legs you know, was legs were literally blown off in battle. And he's a and, war hero, yeah. Yeah, he was a war war hero and mm-hmm. you know he made it out. And the fact that he has this perspective on life, even afterwards, even after the fact, not just even during the event was happening of having the belief that you're going to make it out, but after the fact, and now he's here and he's still giving the, this motivating message, despite having his life drastically changed for something that is much bigger than himself, by the way. And that's oh, the, yeah. it's a similar, and I put similar in quotes, similar mentality as a team, except football is a game. And I think they recognize that. Um, so that was a very big message and very big starting point for the 2007 season, which leads us into the Giants facing the Washington Redskins week three. That's right. They, and we're allowed to say the Redskins because in 2007, they were called the Washington Redskins. So it's a history podcast. We have history to podcast. That's correct. I'm not calling the Washington football team because it's not what their name was in 2007. I always call them the Washington football club because then it makes them club. seem like a soccer team, which is less than which is less than what they deserve. Wow, I like that. And it's funny, the Giants have six wins over the last three years, and they all came against this team. So um, <laughs> no bigger win in 2007 than the Washington Redskins game. This was the season turnaround where everything took off. And to be honest, Justin, in this chapter, uh, you know, he goes, Coughlin talks about the game and everything and whatnot. But at the end of the day, there's really only one sequence of events that was truly important and i think you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. i'd like to to think you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah they got off to a very shitty start which is a common thread of Uh uh, so we're talking about a a five-game winning streak five of the six games that the giants won in the middle of the season we're going to save the my game in london for next week what the my Jankies, oh, my yeah, job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. You're just, you're just way too stupid for your own good. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean so, that with love and respect because you're yes. sexy. So. so we're gonna talk. We're gonna. Whoa. We're gonna talk about the the five game winning streak that was Washington, Philadelphia, the Jets, Atlanta Falcons, San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, and a common thread of at least the Washington game and the Jets game was that Giants got off to a terrible start in the first half. Terrible, terrible, terrible start. Um. So they got it together in the second half, and then it comes down to this goal line stand with 51 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Snacks and I, we have an idea. We are going to watch this together, and I'm going to you know, put it on, put it on the screen. We're going to watch this and react to it live. So mm-hmm. here we go. Snacks, mm-hmm. are you ready? Yeah, I can't believe that for the first time in my life I'm about to get horny on camera. So. You are going to press play in three, two, one, play. Second and goal, Joe Gibbs. Joe Goal Gibbs, yeah. stand. That old loser Joe Gibbs was. Barry Cofield, Fred Robbins. Love no. to see those guys up the middle, right? Wow, look, there was fans in their stadium. So, <laughs> interesting <laughs> thing about this is Clinton Portis is on the sideline. And what's his name? Betts? Uh, uh, yeah. All right, so we got second and goal. Man coverage. 
Look at this. Play, Play action. action. Dumb fucking. What? That's Kavika Mitchell, baby. That's a top 10 free agent signing in Giants history right there. Yeah. And you you can argue it's just because of this goal line stand. That's which right. Absolutely. A lot of people forget that this this second and goal play was Kavika Mitchell covering the fullback here because yep. everybody remembers the next play that that's going to happen. But yes, correct. Uh, and Clinton, and re- real quick, real quick, they were showing it from second down because they they ran a play, they got to the one yard line and spiked it on first down. So it was second, third, and fourth that the Giants stopped him. Important. No time left on the sideline. Look at him. I, that's just so bad. You could tell he's he's like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I got. Fucking chills. Third and goal. Look at this hit. Boom. That's such a good That's play. Football. That's an unbelievable play. That's football. Now pause it right here. Pause, pause. it right here. There's two minutes pause. left. Yep. Pause it. That play, that third and goal play, they Washington ran earlier in the game and they punched mm-hmm. in for a touchdown. I will I will tell you when. And it was Clinton Portis that ran it. It was it was in the first quarter. First quarter, yeah. one yard rush, and it right. made the it made the game three, you know, three Giants, seven Washington. Yeah. They ran that same exact play to that same exact side, and this time it was not Clinton Portis in the game. Now it, I understand Betts might be a bigger back, but still, like Portis is your number on. one running back, and, and Clinton Portis was a, a, at the time one of the best running backs in football. Yeah, and the play worked earlier. So why are you changing it? I mean, I don't really give a fuck because it worked for us, but. I mean, it's just stupidity. All right. Hopefully they all right. Press play in three, two, one. Hopefully they show a replay of this because I want to see this hit. Yeah. Well, no, they got to go. No, because they have no timeouts left. So oh, they have to right. go. That's right. Yep, They're yep, not going to yep, show yep, a replay. Yep, yep. They got to go. So this is even big, too. Like they, they, you you just have to go and the defense has to get it together. Offense probably already knows what play they want to run. Same thing. Oh, look at the boys no going crazy. Yep. Yep. Ah, yeah. Coach is pumped. Coach is pumped. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that James Butler? Yeah, uh-huh. it is. Justin Tuck. Always looking like gassed. he's fucking always, hurt. He always looks hurt and gassed. Always. Look, look at Coffin's hat. They got to show, Col- they gotta show yeah. Coffin's hats like all over the place. He's so pumped. This is like pandemonium. Yeah, it's crazy. Watch I mean, it was, it was, they, they knew it. Oh. You saw the replay, That was right? Tuck. Tuck. I mean, he tripped over Tuck. Oh no! Uh, was that on Ross? that play, yeah, yeah, on, uh, that was the fourth. Yeah, they just showed the third down. Oh no, that was play. Aaron Ross. That wasn't Tuck. I saw one and I thought it was Tuck. That was Aaron Ross. Aaron, that wow, the really only, went in at, there. Look at Coach's hat. Yeah, look at his the hat. only thing. The only thing Aaron Ross ever did well in his Giants career. No, that's that's false. Aaron Ross had like a pick I know, six against the Jets. I know he did. I know you I loved know, Aaron Ross. I did. I like Aaron Ross, but there was one thing I did not like about him. The ball would get thrown fifty thousand feet over his head, and he would like celebrate, like he just did something good. Well, that's all cornerbacks. You can't just yeah, say that about I know, Aaron Ross. I know, but that's where it really took off for me. All right, so you Jason see Tom Coffin shakes hands with Joe Gibbs, and then we're going to end it right there. Change the Giants' season. I mean, that I, I love how that is. It's probably one outside of the Super Bowl. That is probably the most historic moment, talked about moment, relived moment from this 2007 season. It, it's because it's the true people talk about like turning points of a season and whatnot, but that is the true definition of a turning point. It was not some ordinary fourth down stand from like the 20 yard line. They were at the goal line for three plays. And the, this is the same defense that got absolutely shredded the first two weeks. 80 points. So, eight, right. So to, to come up and, and make a play like that in the biggest moment in the clutchest time of the season, remarkable. 
tone setter for the rest of the year. Tommy C say anything about the the game other than you know leading into it with Gadsden and the goal line stand anything no, unique? No, so he really he just talks about how important of a game it was, um, how Owen three is like the the deathbed of a, of a season, and then um, then he really talks a lot about Greg Gadsden. So that's that was really actually you know what's funny I, I wanted to read the first paragraph of this chapter because we were just talking about how coach like to to motivate and everything. I, anyway, I'm just I'm just gonna read it because did it he mention be, the media again? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just it made me laugh. So it is said that in the state of Colorado, there was a man looking for gold in a place where he believed there would there should be a rich vein. He tried and tried and tried to find it. He sold everything he owned and spent millions of dollars looking for it, but he did not find it. Finally, he became so discouraged that he gave up. A junk dealer came along bought all of the mining equipment and the rights to the place where the prosecutor uh, where the prospector had been digging. That junk dealer took the equipment and began to dig deeper. He dug three more feet and struck the richest vein of gold in the state of Colorado. Is he calling his roster bad, but then they struck gold with something? That's I wanted to ask you what how you interpret that statement. Because I really don't know. I think the moral of it was... The team just has to keep digging and digging and digging and find it in themselves to find that. <laughs> but that low key sounds like a subliminal shot to like I, the I team. I know, I know it does. I know. So like you guys, you guys aren't good. But then you just worked really hard, and then we 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 lucked into gold. That's yeah, what yeah, that sounds yeah. like. You stepped, you stepped in shit. You dug and dug and dug, and then you stepped in shit. But you're not any good. So don't don't forget that. Um, now he's just, he had such a, a funny way of, of really delivering messages and, you know, he's, he's an inspiration, but, um, you want to know after week one, that the two starting running backs, the giants had after week one, after week one. So, I mean, Jacobs and drones. No, no. After week, after week one, Jacobs got hurt week one. All right. And he didn't well, play until the jets game. So it was right, Derek right. Ward, yeah, which I Derek totally Ward. forgot about. This. Yeah, I know he was there. I thought Ward was hurt for the. I mean, he was hurt for the majority of the season. Um, we'll figure out eventually what game he got hurt in, but it was Derek Ward and Ruben Drones. Now Ruben, Ruben Drones, Drones. It's yeah. so funny about Ruben Drones. He had three carries for three yards. He had two touchdowns against Washington. Um, and then Derek Ward did a solid job of twenty six carries to ninety four yards. Um, against Washington. So, um, Ruben Drones and Derek Ward. Those were the two starting running backs for. A good portion of this little mini winning streak. Uh, snacks, say, yeah. And Ruben Jones was—he was like low key, kind of a, a, a decent signing that off season for the Giants. Yes. What were you saying? Wasn't he more of a fullback? Yeah, he was. He was like a bruise. Dude, he was actually returning kickoffs. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Yes. May <laughs> yes. never made any sense to me. But what were you saying before that? Yeah. Snacks. Let's Tell move me. to the Philadelphia game. You want to do that? Let's move to the Philly game. What a win! What a win! What? Business is very far from being finished, and we move from one divisional game to another. And the scum city of Philadelphia, where the Eagles play, is who we hosted in week four. And if you remember correctly, Justin, I'm pretty certain on a certain Bleeding Blue episode like 12 years ago, we oh, wow, I did. I didn't even do that on purpose. Did you see what I did? What did you do? I said 12. 
12 years ago. Oh, joking. Damn. Yeah, you dumb motherfucker. You dumb motherfuckers. Anyway, the giant, the Philly comes in and the Giants are running on a high. Their, their defense finally clicked. That goal line stand, some momentum brewing. You just in- lied. You just lied, by the way. We did not talk about this game on a previous Bleeding Blue episode because you want to know what? Your, your other co-host, me, we, I decided that it was that the Chicago game against Jay Cutler, where we like killed like three Chicago Correct. quarterbacks, right. where we had like 10 sacks. It wasn't yeah, 12. I think it was 10. 10. Sunday Night Football. Both games on Sunday Night Football, by the way, which that's your, you your, holy, it's your holy occasion. Sunday There's Night not, Football. There is nothing better in the world than Sunday Night Football. We're going to be back, by the way. We're going to be back on Sunday Night Football this year. No, no. Yes, we're going to we go 1-15 go this year. We're going yes. to be back. Yes, you're right. I this is I did lie. I didn't mean to lie, but I did lie. Yeah. Um. You tortured me and David. Shout out David Powers. Um. You tortured us into watching that Bears game. It's a good game. It was terrible. We were doing. We were doing. So all right. So if you guys didn't see it like early in the summer or whatnot, we would we would rewatch games and we would talk about them. That Chicago Bears game was just abysmal. <laughs> abysmal and my eyes bled and I had like five pages of notes and I'm like I, I don't even want to watch this game anymore but it's funny because the Giants haven't won a game in seven years and you would think that however ugly or terrible the football game is you would want to talk about it but no so thanks a lot for wasting my fucking time then Justin Eagles game much better game yes it's much better game so there was there was a lot of sacks against Donovan McNabb and usually the Eagles games are close they're tight not this one and uh, I think the final score was 16-3. Yes. I say. So, so the defense is in full effect. But um, a man we have talked about numerous times, Plexico Burris. So, and we, we just briefly touched on his ankle injury. And uh, it's a known fact. He did not practice at all that whole year. Did not practice. Um, he, he, had, he had surgery in the offseason for an ankle injury. Little did I, I actually just figured this out when I, when I read it, it was a torn ligament. He played Mm. on a torn ligament in his ankle all year, no practice, no nothing. And he still found a way to dominate. So, um, Coughlin talks a lot about his maturity. So he literally said, Plexico has changed. He has come a long way from when we first met in 2005, when he joined the giants from Pittsburgh, he wasn't always able to focus solely on football. And when his beloved mother passed away in 2002, a support beam of life was gone. But one day he woke up and realized what was holding him back, and he matured into a fine young man and professional football player. He is blessed with a wonderful wife, and in January 2007, a son, Elijah, very funny. Uh, once he became a father, Plexio became a new man. So I, I, I love that, that Coughlin, he, he goes out and he, he, he talks about Plexico's maturity because back in the day there was a lot of questions about his maturity, and in 2008 we probably saw his most immature moment of all time. Um, ruined my season, ruined my life, and it was it was tough. But it, it, it was good to see um, it was good to see Coughlin kind of kind of embrace Plexico's change. What year was his son born? Uh, Two thousand seven. Oh, I mean, come on. I know, and you know come what his on. son's name is. Yeah, Elijah. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's 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 so eerie. I used that word like fifty times last week. It is so 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 eerie. Um, but phenomenal and. Now we move on. We go. I, go ahead. I want you to try and name all of the players who had sacks this game 
against Donovan McNabb and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I, and, and if you can, I want you to say how many sacks each player had. I will give you uh, a hint. There are four players that registered one sack. There are four players that registered one sack. Okay, at so least o- at least one. At sack. least one. Right. All right. So take OC off because he had six. Correct. Number one. All right. Um, I'll go Tuck and Strahan. Tuck and Strahan. How many did Tuck have? Two. Yes. Wow. Oh. Uh, what was the significance of Strahan's one sack? Uh, must have been a record. Record for what? Uh, most sacks in Giants history. Yes. Who was there to witness this? The greatest football player of all time. Yes. So that was very, very fun about this game. You are missing one player. Oh, and this is a year where he was. Well, I'm, I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give it away. For a second. I can't say. Right. Uh, was he on the D line or was he a, a linebacker? You know who it is. All right. Tell me. You, you know who it is. Yeah, I know all the players on the team. Matthias Kiwanuka. There it is. How many did he have? So, I mean, if you do the math, the Giants had 12 sacks, six, two, and one. How many did Matthias have? He had three? He had three. Yeah. Wow. So that was his breakout party. Partially. He had a decent rookie year the year before. Like, very decent. Okay. Wow. Matthias. Let's go. Let me go to his pro football reference page. By the way, Um, real quick, what me and you just did before was one of the coolest things that's ever been done in this podcast. We... We didn't mention Lawrence Taylor's name, but we knew exactly who we were talking well, about. Yeah, I mean, I think every I single mean, person that's watching this knows what we're talking I, about. No, I know, I know, but it's just so, like, he doesn't need to be named. <laughs> oh, I'm giddy. But Matthias had four sacks his rookie year and, uh, in tw- 2006. Uh, well, I think this is this is one of the... Pro football, pro, blah, pro football Reference has him as a linebacker in 2007. Yeah. So that would have been... Oh, very impressive for him to have three sacks in one game. Right. Um, now, he, in total, he did have four and a half sacks in 2007. So three of his four and a half sacks came in this game. Very important game. Um, and actually, 2008, which was his best season, he was at he was back at defensive end. He had eight sacks and that was his best season. So, yeah, that I, you know, eight and a half doesn't seem like a lot for for a, a career high in a season. But Kiwi was a good player. Uh, he struggled with injuries, but he was he was a very fine player. Yeah, um, and they screwed right, with this production because they kept on switching him from linebacker just to say, defensive they, end. They kind of job a Chamberlain him. Yeah, you know they they put him in the bullpen, then moved him to a starter, then back on the bullpen, start him at DN, draft him as a DN, move him to linebacker, back to DN. Um, so that that's got to be a very difficult situation. But we're on to the Jets, and you know we haven't beaten the Jets since 1987 because. Uh, I think we've lost our last two against them in real time, but the history shows that in 2007, wins a wins a win against our little brothers of New York. And quick note, um, so obviously we're talking about the win streak, and I know we're, we're, we want to keep this not too long, so there's not really all the details we're going to get into about this game. The Jets game is kind of kind of whatever. I, I will say one thing, though, and I'm a little upset Coughlin doesn't say what, but... Um, he gets in the building Sunday morning uh, when my focus should be on the New York Jets. It is pulled it is pulled away onto one of our players. It comes to my attention that rookie Aaron Ross has broken a team rule. To his credit, he owns up to it, apologizes, and is willing to take whatever punishment we dole out. I am disappointed but also encouraged to see how quickly he realizes that he let himself and his teammates down. I want to know what he did. I, I, I He doesn't say it in the book, so I have no idea. But a little a little piece of me wants to think – if you re- if you heard what I just said, 
that Coughlin's nice demeanor tone would not have happened if he didn't like make that those personal like I almost feel like Aaron Russell would be cut. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. he would like just eviscerate him and never play him again. But he's like, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So it's just another point that we've been hammering home about this book about Coughlin's change from the dictator to the lovable grandfather head coach. Tom Coughlin would have never written this book if he didn't make that. Change. <laughs> yeah, that is such a that is such a good point. Um, all right. So, yes, the, the Jets were up 17, seven and a half. Like you said, there's a theme of the Giants not playing well in the first half and having to make comebacks. Uh, kind of like the New York Knicks this year. Um, so that, that was another thing. 17, mm-hmm. seven and a half. And I believe the final score was 28-24. No, um, you are lying. Am I? They were winning with eight minutes left. 20, uh, shit, am I lying? Fuck. What was it the was, final score? So, so, here, so here's what happened. I'm so pissed. Plaxico Burris, 53-yard pass from Eli Manning with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, 28-24. Then Aaron Ross... 35 pick six, 35 yes. yard pick six. That's it. Game ends at 35 to 24 to seal it with three minutes left. Correct. So this game is an underrated kind of classic game. You watch the highlights yeah. and, you know, Eli Manning had, I believe, 19 rushing yards at the end of the first half. He had 20, <laughs> he had 22 passing yards. So, you know, did you're thinking to yourself, oh, you know, we'll, we'll even think about it like this. The offense besides week one hasn't looked great. No, no. Kavika Mitchell, Kavika Mitchell, Sunday Night Football against the Eagles, Week Three. They had like that was like the second touchdown of the game to make it 16, 16 to three. And then Lawrence Tynes missed the extra point. There was only one touchdown that the Giants scored in the first quarter, and that was to Plaxico Burst. So the offense is now a few weeks going. Well, Washington, they looked bad. They looked bad in the first half. They had a yep. good second half. So the Giants really, since Week Two, all the way to what week is this next? of the Jets game is week five all the way from week two to week five the Giants really outside of the second half against the Jets had two quarters of good offensive play the rest were bad no they they really were and it's 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 it was almost staggering because the defense was so abysmal the first two you would think that maybe the offense would step up a little bit the defense turns around the offense is still in kind of kind of a stalemate they really they haven't hit that second gear or back an actual gear to go yeah. and and play big big time football and yeah Eli's pass running I just I just read it here Eli's pass running is zero point zero at half like <laughs> come on guys come on um, but you're you're very right and I, I'm glad I brought up the Aaron Ross point before because I did want to say that he had that pick six you were talking about to seal the game and you're right it was a very fun football game and the double digit uh, victory was definitely not an indictment on the game that was that was a one score game. And, yeah. you know, so um, <clears throat> when varsity plays JV in the Giants versus the Jets, you tend to have those those tight good games. And of course, Aaron Ross, after his touchdown, just really makes me laugh as he jog- jogs off the field. I run I run down to him and say, great job. And he says, thanks, coach. And we embrace it. What a moment. What a, what a, what a, what a moment. heartfelt moment. What a moment. On to Atlanta. On Shall to Atlanta. we? Um, you want to hear so now, a fun fact? Want to hear a yes. fun fact about yes. a Jets oh, game for fact. your for your favorite player that not not really growing up, but your favorite player from this era? Brandon Jacobs. Okay. Oh, I got nervous. I thought you were going to mention the other guy. No, he wasn't on the team. Fuck him. We're not no, even talking about him. All right, good. Never fuck Tiki Barber. 
So this was his first game back from week one from an injury, which I wish I knew what the injury was. Um, first game back. If you know what it is, let us know in the comments. There you go. First Joel game back. Will Joel will know. Jo- Joel, uh, Joel Yato is the yeah, man. He, he's, he's awesome. I love that guy. Man, all the knowledge is in his beard. Like yep. he just, oh, he just he's picks got it a out. Beautiful beard. Just beautiful beard. Um, and also, Brandon Jacobs had a nice 20 carry, like just whole number, 20 carry, 100-yard game, one touchdown, and that was his first 100-yard game of his career. Wow, okay. Yep. That's that's my guy. That's Brandon Jacobs. N- anybody not named Eli and Michael Strahan, that is my my guy, my favorite player. So we're 3-2, we're and two and we're on to Atlanta. And um, pair, I guess Derek Ward injured himself last week because Coughlin brings up that they're uh, – they're nursing injuries, um, Plexico's ankle, and then he mentions Derek Ward's ankle. Oh, so this is maybe the game where maybe he, that's he yeah. just fell off the face of a clip. Um, and real quick, I'm sorry, I know I don't want to go like too crazy. They always said like Earth, Wind, and Fire with with Jacobs, Bradshaw, Ward. They were never on the field at the same time. Well, like, in 2008. <sighs> no, because what's his name? What's his name was hurt. You're, you're saying Bradshaw, Bradshaw was, was hurt, hurt in 2008? 2008? Yes, Bradshaw was hurt. I still feel and like it, he had a significant impact. No, 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 on the no, no, no. Of course, of course. Well, Ward rushed for a thousand yards that year. Well, yeah, because it was it was mainly Ward and Jacobs. Right, but I'm saying at the same time, Earth, Wind, Fire was never really together. Anyway, I don't know. It's just something something small that bothered Man, me. It was, I guess, it's a Mandela effect moment. People just think the three of them all rushed for a thousand yards together. Right, right. That's that's what I'm saying. That when you when people think all oh, Earth, Wind, Fire, and I'm not. This is not like a, a knock at at Derek Ward, who was very very fine running back for us. But you know, whatever. You're all being right, like so, an analytics guy right now. You're being like an analytics guy, I, I, where you I, like I, to look back at history and say this guy was not good. I, I feel like I feel <laughs> like you know what? For the first time in my life, I might be an analytics fucking guy. scum. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Now I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little confused. So help me out. Um, they go to Atlanta. They play Atlanta. Coughlin talks about rattling Atlanta quarterback Joey Harrington every time he drops back. But yeah. then, but then, he goes on to say, like many of our games in 2007, we have, we have to come back behind. From behind against, oh, I am so fucking stupid. Michael Vick, less Falcons, you dumbass. Anyway. You are right? You good? No, that, that pissed me off because I was so confused for like 30 seconds. And it, it now I'm really angry that I just didn't. You thought it, but... Michael Vick was still on the Falcons. Yes. And he's talking about playing Joey Herring. No, no, no. Michael Vick was on the team, but he was talking about playing Joey Harrington. And then he, he says, Michael Vick. But I didn't read less. Michael Vick less. Yeah. Is this is this like one of the first seasons where he's in prison? Oh no! Or was he hurt? No, he was hurt. He was okay. hurt. It was not. I'm almost positive it was not prison. So yeah. So like many other games, they were down three nothing and ten seven. Do you know what the final score of that game was? Down three nothing and then ten seven. I mean, you could look it up. I'm I looking have at you. I have I'm looking. I'm me. looking at you cheating right now. I have it in front of me. Yeah, thirty one ten. So the offense blew up. Correct. Yes, this is the this, this is, is the, the coming game. out party for the offense. Finally, 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 Brandon Jacobs rushes for eighty six yards. Ruben Drones adds ninety, uh, including a forty five yard run. Um, Derek Ward actually, yeah, Derek Ward actually plays and scored a touchdown. But later, it goes he goes later on. Uh, he he was banged up, and 
Um, oh, wow. Eli, a couple interceptions. Not great. But regardless, 31-10, the offense finally explodes and they score all of those magical points. Yeah. And that's exactly what they needed. But there were some big plays in this game. I, I, I think Plaxico maybe ran like a big post that was almost like a 50-yard touchdown. Um, Monday Night Football. So... Yes, it was Monday was Night fun. Football. Yes, you're right. You're Couple right. Couple primetime games in a row. So this is this is a game that the offense very much needed. Aaron Ross had another interception two weeks in a row. Um, he had a half yeah, he, a sack. He's kind of finding his groove. Aaron Ross, the rookie. Yep. Fred Robbins had. Oh yeah, this is the this is the game where I always I always go to to find the a Fred Robbins sack because I know that this is a game where he had a sack. Um, so this is always my go-to game. Tuck had a sack. Strayan had a half a sack. Pierce had a sack. So. Um, this was a this was a fun game. Fun it was beat a beat down. down. It was a yeah. beat down. Yep. And teams Next need week. that. And that's it. That's exactly it. Uh, real quick, we're gonna go back to the to these kind of things because um, it's a personal love of my of mine. I used to volunteer for it and everything. Um, but in this chapter, Coughlin goes into how he started his J Fund. And uh, if nobody knows, the J Fund is Tom Coughlin's foundation that. Um, lends support to families battling um, childhood cancer. So it is a, it's a beautiful thing, very near and dear to my heart. Um, they have an office in Hackensack, New Jersey up here. And I used to volunteer a few times a week. So uh, we, we will touch back on Coughlin's life because there's remember I told you there's a chapter yes. about his upbringing and his family and everything, but I wanted to stick to, to the roots of, of the season. Um, so with the J fund and, and Coughlin, we will, we will return to that at a later time. All right. One more win. Do we have one more win in us? We got we got one more win in us. This will this will be quick. Really, the only memory that I have of this 49er game, 33, 33 to 15. Mm-hmm. Um, Giants became a five and two football team. Yep. In at Giants Stadium. It's amazing that they actually won a fucking game at home at home. Yeah, right. <laughs> um because in the midst of I believe that Washington win, I think did they it was starting week three. Um, I have the 2007 schedule here, right here. I don't think they lost um, on the road, a road game no, for the remainder of the year, right? They did not. Nope. So it was from the whole, that. Dude, the, the Super Bowl preview, the, the road warriors. Yeah. Travel the country, the world for that matter. Yeah. But did it. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's crazy when you think about it, that that started in September. Crazy. That's crazy when you think about it. And they go all the way to February. <laughs> and they, you know, tough places to play, too. I think they went to, um, you know, in, in obviously Green Bay. They went to yep. Dallas. Um, yep. So. Just a, a remarkable run, and Road Warriors truly was an actual thing. So, San Fran, really not too much to talk about. Another another beatdown. This, this is a very hot football team right now. Yep. They're clicking on all cylinders. The offense has found its group. What was the line? What was the initial Vegas line for, for this game? San Fran? For um, the San Fran Giants game. Giants are home. I'll so, say Giants, four and a half. No, it was nine and a half. Nine and a half. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I've never I don't know if I've ever seen the Giants get that much respect before. Um, but that was that was a very shitty 49er team, and they were led by one of the biggest fucking frauds ever in Trent Dilfer. He is a loser, 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 loser. Mike Nolan's a loser too. Um, I wish the Dallas I wish I Dallas like kept Mike him. Nolan. I w- no, but I wish they ca- you just like him because he wore a suit on the side. Correct. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Um, I wish Dallas kept him as a defensive coordinator. Oh, he was so bad. I would c- continuity. You got You got You got to keep Jason Garrett around. And, and another thing real quick. Dan Quinn may be just as bad because his defense in Atlanta was atrocious. And then when Raheem Morris took over, that defense just became really good after Quinn got fired. So, yeah, uh, fuck Dan Quinn. Fuck the Cowboys. 
fuck Philly, fuck San Fran, fuck Trent Dilfer, who was a miserable, miserable announcer on, or analyst on TV. Why does anybody put him on the air? <sighs> One moment from this game. They had six sacks. That's oh, we gotta we gotta look and see who. But OCU Manura, OCU Manura had the seventy-five yard fumble return for a touchdown. Yes, he so we, he really yeah. got the chance to show off the Jets, and that's that's a fun moment. Yeah, uh, OC was fast, man. He he was kind of he was a skinny dude. I, I would say for a defensive end, right? You would you would you would say he was a he was a speed rusher, skinny little guy. Um, oh, I love I love when he says San Fran could could have been a trap game. They came in, came in at two and three, and our players might have been caught looking ahead to the London trip. Uh, we will be taking the following week. Instead, we remain steady, a good sign of maturity and indicating that our veteran leadership has shaped this team. So that, that's pretty cool. And um, trap games are real, by the way. Yeah. Those are real things. You look ahead, like like Coach said, um, you're looking ahead to next week. You're going to London. It's a long trip. Mm-hmm. All your routines are different. I, I would not fault anybody for trying to look ahead against a, a shitty San Fran team, um, but they didn't. They piss pounded them. And Justin, right now in our 2007 season, we're hot. We are hot. Giants are hot in the streets. 2007 Giants. Ah, we're feeling yeah. it. We're loving it. Loving yeah, every drinking, second. Drinking a blue Gatorade for Big Blue. And uh, for breakfast, Gushers. And show us the show us the 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 sleeveless sweatshirt. Yes. Wait, no. You you have to talk. Say something. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Here I am. Here I am. Camera on me. Camera on me. Look at that. Look at that. Made that my fucking self. I googled. I googled. Giants cut off hoodie. Guess what I found? Nothing. <laughs> so then I customized this myself, and I couldn't be more proud. All right. Well, thanks, we everybody. Thanks for everybody for watching. Uh, yeah, I guess. No, no, no. True. Uh, you guys have been great the last few weeks. Keep the interaction up. Um, I hope the Giants don't sign a free agent during this, or I hope they didn't because now we're at the end. <laughs> um, we, 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 we're very appreciative to be there with you as Adore Jackson signed with the Giants last week. But focus on the episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, so last week's episode was our, oh, I just dropped my fucking phone. Last week's go. episode was our most highly viewed episode. But part of like Snacks and I, we were like, eh, you know, the Adoree Jackson news literally broke the second right the premiere yeah. started. Yeah. Um. So it's like Adoree Jackson. And there were even some people ask, why are they talking about Adoree Jackson? That's because I know. Pre- it's like, a, it's not- a premiere on YouTube is a pre-recorded thing. You, you dumb, you yeah. dumb assholes. All right. All right. That was harsh. They but, are dumb. Like, come on. Except Joel. Except Joel. We love yeah, well, Joel. Love Joel them. would never think that a premiere on YouTube is a live show. No, he knows much better. Trust me. And when I tell you, when he was in the live stream with the talking giants crew, he was 20 times better than all of you. Anyway. Oh, guys, yeah. Joel should times, have his own show. 20 times better. Joel would gain 100,000 subscribers in the first week. He's incredible. So, hope the Giants don't sign a free agent. We would much rather have the engagement versus the views. Like, that's what this show's about. This show is not going to be like ever going to be like a real moneymaker or ever be a real like no. view getter for the Talking Giants YouTube channel. It's like. We it's our passion. This, yes, this is like a passion project for yeah. for snacks and I, and we gl- and we're glad that a fraction of the people very much do enjoy it because we would rather have that fraction of the people really enjoy it versus everybody view it and then everybody be a bunch of jerks. Which snacks are every once in a while, um, 
you know, people people love you. And they say, uh, like last week, we got they a comment. The, the ginger has some anger issues. Yeah. And people don't understand there's a difference between anger and passion. You think I have anger issues? You want to meet my father? That's what I thought. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. Uh, but no, Justin, you're 100% right. And I'd rather have 40 people watching this show and all of them engaging than 1,000 views and two people engaging. Yeah. So, so you guys are the lifeblood, and we appreciate it. And last week, me and Justin got done recording, and we are like, damn, that was really good. Yeah. And of course, of course, Adore Jackson signs right away, yeah. which we love. Yes. <laughs> we love for our football team. But for that episode... Yeah, you know, kind of stunk a little bit. But maybe lie. sign at 7 p.m. next time. Yeah, they, of six. they 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 need to know that Bleeding Blue goes live at six o'clock on Monday. I'm sorry. True. They need to know that. Like I, I talk to Coach Judge personally once a week. Telephone mm-hmm. call. He watches this show. He's in the comments. He doesn't write anything, but he's in there. He he knows what's going on. But yeah. I love you guys. Yes, that was just that was just a little vent. We love you all. Keep on Bleeding Blue. We will see you next week. Um, Sax, are we taking a break from the coffin book? Two weeks on, two weeks off. Uh, we yes, yes, yeah. We're doing. Uh, we got pantries next week. We got a pantry next week. So. Yeah, some lists. You guys love lists. You mm-hmm. love ripping on my list. So, get ready, baby. The Thunderdome is coming next week. And the Knicks are back. The Knicks are back. We'll see you next week. Keep on bleeding glue. Peace. Peace.